This is the Rich Eisen Show. A lot of NFL players get big in the community when they retire. What is the over-under? Tom Brady will allow himself now on weight gain between now and one year from now. The Rich Eisen Show. Under 10. Under 10 LBs. He's on the TB50 system. (laughs) I hope you know. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, host of ESPN's First Take, Stephen A. Smith. Coming up, Tampa Bay Times Bucks writer, Rick Stroud. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you're on hold... I appreciate you holding on throughout the second hour of Stephen A. Smith's in-studio appearance here. It was just terrific to see him and talk with him about all the topics of the day, and there are many of them. Um, And in hour number one, Mike Florio joined us from Pro Football Talk. Your phone call's coming up. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We do have a phone line even open for somebody who wants to call in and, and, uh, and chit-chat with us. But right now we turn to the phone lines here at top of hour number three here, the day after that Tom Brady announces his retirement after 22 years in the league. The Tampa Bay Times columnist and reporter who's been covering the Bucks forever today, Rick Stroud, is back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Rick? Hey, Rich. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. So walk me through uh, the retirement announcement process uh, with all of that. <laughs> That happened with Brady. Best you can tell the timeline of that portion of this. Well, it was crazy because, and, and he doesn't get enough credit, but really Jason LaCanfora, um, you know, last Friday night sort of broke the news that, that Brady's retirement was imminent, that it would happen, you know, sometime after the championship game. And then some 20 hours went by. I mean, we were contacting the Bucks, and they were like, yeah, no, no, haven't heard from them. Don't know what's going on there. Don't, don't know if I put much credence in that. Uh, and then, like I said, the next afternoon, late afternoon, um, as I've said before, Rich, when you hear Adam Schefter come on, you know, ESPN and go, according to my sources, Tom Brady. Well, very good. At, at, that <laughs> point, at that point, you know, okay, all right. Now, then who has better, better sources, right, uh, with Tom Brady than him and Jeff Darlington? Um, and then there was this, you know, sort of a, almost a, when I when I was talking to Bruce, when I was talking to Jason, I mean, it felt not that it couldn't happen, but just that it, that again, you know, they were hurt of. I think about the fact that all this was coming out before they had talked to Tom about it, and you know, so I don't know. I, I think they probably thought it was inevitable, but it wasn't until and, and then Tom goes on, you know, Monday night on the Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray. I don't know what that was. Uh, him saying that he. Bill was, you know, trying undecided, and you know, would, would make an announcement when he when he when he had decided, and then you know, nine thirty in the morning, nine thirty seven, whatever it was, you know, you have this very lengthy, you know, uh, five or six part statement that clearly he didn't craft that morning. So it was a very clumsily, uh, hmm. you know, unbrady like sort of rollout of, of his retirement. Um, I, again, I I think the Bucks were sort of you know prepared for it in a sense, but. And I think, you know, he didn't really call Jason Light until really Monday night, I guess, after the Jim Gray podcast and told him that this was coming on Tuesday morning. So it's just, you know, just a weird deal. And and I have my suspicions. I mean, I, I, I suspect that, you know, we haven't seen the last episode of Man in the Arena as the man leaves the arena. Um, you know, ESPN Plus has part of that. And, and at some point, you know, I expect to see him sit down and say, you know, hey, Daddy has a new team and I'm, 
staying with you guys, you know, and um, we'll see how that all plays off in, in, in the cinema. But uh, it just, you know, it was just a weird, weird weekend for sure. Cause you got to watch his career funeral before he actually said he was done. Yeah, it was. And, and then, you know, uh, Jason light in the bucks said that Brady called him up and said, well, I haven't decided anything yet, but you know, then, and then you hear from some that uh, there were indications this was it weeks before. So what was the general sense of things around the team? Did you get any sense that Brady was thinking of retiring as he was playing out the rest of this season? Rick? No, you really didn't get that sense. I mean, uh, you know, he's so focused on the day, on the task at hand. You know, I'll say this about Tom, and I I didn't get to really, you know, because of the pandemic, uh, we didn't get to spend a lot of the time you would have in the locker room normally and get to know him personally. I Obviously, we met him at the Hall of Fame, really. We did Zooms the whole first year, and then, you know, met him at the Hall of Fame uh, when Peyton Manning went in, had the only one-on-one, I think, locally uh, before the start of the season. But he's very present. You know he's very he's very present when he's when he's talking to you and and he stays that way throughout the season. But I gotta believe, Rich, just like he said, you know, they asked him uh, when he came to Tampa, when did you know it was over in New England? And he said, well, when I knew I didn't have a contract for the next year, I went into the season thinking that this was this was my last year there. I was pretty sure of it, and I think he probably felt that way. You know, he he signed a two year contract. They extended it for cap reasons the possibility of him wanting to play until he was 45. And he even told me in September when he got up from that interview, he goes, I I hope we can do this again. I plan to be here many years. And I thought, well, that's good because he'll be back, you know, next season if that's what he's saying. Um, But, you know, I I, I just think that he, you know, the the idea of having won a Super Bowl already, look, he goes out on top. He's the, the league's leading passer with over 5,300, what, 16 yards, you know, 43 touchdowns. I mean, if not for some really bad defense at the end of the Rams game, maybe they're playing next weekend in the Super Bowl again. So um, it was just time. He, he had talked about the pull from his family all during the year. You know, it wasn't just Jim Gray's podcast. He had told us similar things, um, you know, about where he was in life and where his kids were in life. So I think it's something that he he probably had worked out in his mind, if not him and his wife worked out, and and, and we were all – just kind of like thinking, well, maybe this can go on. But uh, in reality, too many too many business things, too, Rich. You see everything he does in the expanded business portfolio. That's going to demand his time as well. So um, disappointing, but uh, not surprising. Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's turn the page then, and starting with uh, who's at quarterback. Um, is this going to be Kyle Trask's job to win um who would they be bringing in are they going to just is it going to be trask versus gabbert they're going to draft walk me through what they're thinking now that it's official brady's not coming through the door to play i mean rich they're they're thinking is andrew luck got any any chance of coming out of retirement i mean really you know i mean they will they will exhaust everything um you know door number two is where Tom Brady walked through one time. Now, there is no Tom Brady out there for them, unfortunately. Um, and, and I think it's unrealistic to think that, you know, if Aaron Rodgers left Green Bay, that they would the Packers would trade him to Tampa. They didn't trade Brett Favre here. They traded him to the Jets instead. Um, you know, same is probably true with Russell Wilson. If, in fact, he were to leave, you know, do you, do you go to, to the Texans and how many draft picks would you have to package and then hope that Deshaun Watson – isn't going to get suspended, you know, um, 
Jimmy Garoppolo is an agreement with the 49ers. Um, you know, do you think he's salvageable? You know, he's a winner, but he's been hurt. He says he wants to go to a, to a, a winning team. I mean, there's, there's only so, we all know the names, right? We all know the prospects and there's so many teams, even in this division, except for maybe Atlanta, but maybe also Atlanta looking for quarterbacks. Um, and any team that were to trade you one would then be in that same market. So it's difficult. You know, when they went through this before and, and they didn't know if they could get Tom, Clyde Christensen sat down. And at that time, there were quarterbacks like Phillip Rivers was out there. And of course, he played one year at the Colts. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was the guy they were going to turn to next. He wound up going to Carolina because they got Brady. And then we saw him in Denver. Um, you just don't know, like, what, what tier of quarterback are you able to pry out of another team. But I think they'll look for a veteran. I think. You know, they don't probably believe that Trask is quite ready. They, they might like him more than some of the guys in the draft this year. Um, but he had a redshirt season, you know, and he didn't play at all. He was inactive every single game. <laughs> Excuse me. And, you know, I just think they don't know what they have there. They do know they have a, a pretty veteran team. They can retain some free agents. Um, the South is wide open again. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really wide open. And, and I mean that they, they will look everywhere, uh, to try to find the best option. Well, and the question is, is that if the option does come down to just deciding, you know what we, we, uh, I guess, uh, thinking within the building is it's Trask's yeah. gig. Is that yeah. something Arians wants to do? Like what's the scoop with Bruce's future there? Do you think? Yeah, you know, I've talked to Bruce a bunch, um, and I didn't know if it was rhetoric because he didn't know Tom's fate or not. Um, you know, right now he's he's trying to rest at home. This Achilles thing was a nightmare for him at the end of the year. He's trying to avoid surgery because that's a whole other rehab situation. He might Ultimately, he might need it. Um, but he told me, you know, with or without Brady, he was going to come back and coach. And, you know, he'll be 70 in October. Um, you know, he, he got it through the year, quite frankly, like his team, uh, playing hurt all season, but it looks like Rich, he's going to get back Byron Leftwich. It looks like he's going to get back Todd Bowles. That makes life a lot easier for Bruce Arians. It really does. And, you know, they've got a good football team. They need a quarterback like, like so many other teams, but you know, seven of their nine pro bowlers are still under, under contract. And, They'll get some more of these free agents to come back, especially if Bowles and or Leftwich are here. They'll probably franchise Chris Godwin if they can't reach an agreement with him. So it's still it's still a pretty good team, um, you know. Like I said, but for a few plays on defense and the injuries, you know, with Tristan Wurst really wiped them out. They got to get some offensive linemen. Um, you know, Ryan Jensen and Alex Kappa are free agents, but they may get one of those guys back. So all is not dark and gloomy it'll never be as bright and shiny as it was with brady um but but you know they they feel like they have a pretty good football team and i think bruce knows that and i think he wants to coach again and i think he will rick stroud here uh, on the rich eisen show uh, and just moments ago in discussing bruce arians's future again your your guess is and hearing from him he's staying there and the the helpful piece of that would be to have both it said you said it looks like he's gonna have bowls and Byron Leftwich back. Why? Why? Walk me because through Because teams that. aren't smart enough to hire them because Brian Flores is right. Um, you know, I, I can't explain it any other way. I mean, Jacksonville is dysfunctional at best, no matter who they hire, right? I mean, um, and I think, I suspect Trent Baalke is somebody that a lot of coaches probably don't want to work for or with. 
Um, and, you know, Byron has gone in there now twice. You know, uh, it, it, it's too easy, right? You got a guy who has a history with the Jaguars and was an NFL. How many NFL quarterbacks that really played at that level, draft, high draft picks, calling plays, sat around with Tom Brady for a couple years, won a Super Bowl, 42 years old, and you've got Trevor Lawrence sitting there. You don't want this guy to work with him, really? You don't think he's going to be a good head coach? I don't know. I don't know who would be better. Uh, they have a lot of names. They're talking to everybody, but they haven't pulled the trigger on anything. So I know Myron is a candidate with New Orleans, which is interesting. Um, and I don't know where they're going to go. But you know, yeah. I mean, Todd Bowles was in it in Minnesota. He was in it with the Raiders. Those two programs look like they're going another way. So you know, both those guys deserve to be head coaches uh, for Bowles again for, for Byron the first time. I don't know what this league is is thinking, you know, with just Mike Tomlin right now who had to win 15 straight years to keep his gig. Um, It's a shame. And, you know, there's three African-American coordinators here. Uh, This organization, I will say, has had three black head coaches and probably the next one will be as well. Um, I don't understand why there's not diversity in this league in coaching. It just, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Um, but it'll be to the Bucks' benefit if those two guys are back. And the thing about Leftwich too is he's hand—he's Bruce Arians' hand-picked coach for play calling. He was the one who who took Leftwich essentially from from home for after he retired and basically said, "I think you can do this." And and I've spoken to Leftwich about this and what Arians saw in him and 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 what he's proven. Uh, I, and and your point is perfectly well taken. That I guess he, he you know he doesn't want to work with Trent Balky. That 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 he's still there, right? I mean, the, everything else checks every box. It makes zero sense. And to be fair, I have not talked to Byron about Balky. That's speculation on sure. my part. But I but I but I do know that the last three teams Balky has worked for, and two of the coaches he hired were were one and done. Okay. Um, you know, I think here's what I think about Byron and, and Bowles too. These guys are smart guys. Uh, you know, Byron told me, he said, Rick, you know, I, I've been a quarterback in this league. I've made plenty of money. I'm not one of these coaches that say I got to be a head coach by the time I'm this age or that age. He, he just enjoys, you know, helping guys play. You're right. He had to be talked into coaching. Yeah. He was on the golf course for five years. And, and he got the bug, and, and Arians knew how he saw the game. He sees the whole game. You know, some coaches, it's, it's the run game. Some coaches, it's the passing game. Some of them don't understand the complementary, you know, with, with the defense or special teams. Byron sees the whole picture, and he's watched the game from under center. I mean, that's a rare perspective. There's a lot of great, you know, play callers on mm-hmm. that sideline. Never stood behind the center. Never looked down the barrel at a guy, you know, in a, in a, in a you know, zero blitz. Um, but, but Byron has, and so, and now, and this is even bigger, you know, as much as Byron thought he knew or knew, he has a whole hell of a lot better perspective on playing the position with two years of working with Tom Brady, who took this offense and, and fit it to his own skill set and did it a different way, sees the game a different way. And so he's benefited from that. I don't know why people won't hire him. I, I, he's a great people person. He, uh, does not make excuses. I've been around long enough to know he's going to be successful when he gets his shot if it's with the right team. But I think these guys are smart. I think they realize it takes more, you know, than just a quarterback prospect 
um, and, you know, the rah-rah speech at the press conference to, to win in this league. And the longer it goes, you know, these other staffs are going to be filled out. That's the other thing. This football team here in Tampa won because Bruce Harry could get together a hell of a coaching staff. If you're, if you're not hired a head coach yet, guess what? All those other staffs are starting to scatter and be sucked up by these guys that have been hired, and it's going to put you behind the eight ball. Last one for you then, Rick, is, is what's your reporting on the other aspect of the Brian Flores lawsuit about the accusation of tanking that uh, Stephen Ross offered 100000 for every loss of the 2019 season that obviously he didn't lose enough for? What, what's, your, what's your reporting on that, if you have any? I don't have any reporting. I, I will tell you, if you ask me, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a few good men. If you ask me, if code reds go on around here on the record, I tell you, no, off the record, I tell you it's a valuable tool. Um, there have been teams and I've covered one and, and I'm not really pointing fingers. Cause I don't think it was the owners necessarily, but I mean, I watched, I would say this, go back and watch the last game of the season before Jameis Winston comes out. Um, in place, you know, in his drafted number one overall by the Bucks. The Bucks were going to be number one or number two in the draft. They were playing New Orleans. Drew Brees is down 10 points. They couldn't even do that right. They're going to beat the New Orleans Saints hmm. in the final game of the season. They're going to get the number two pick, and Tennessee's going to have number one. And all of a sudden, the bench is empty, and the starters come out, and Aaron Rodgers gets hot, and there's man coverage everywhere, and, and guess what? The Bucks lost the game. And after the game, we asked, well, why wasn't Mike Evans in? What? Well, what, you know, we'd be remiss without seeing these young guys before yeah. the season was over. No, I know we've okay. heard that before, like what last game of the season stuff. Yeah, I but mean, this it, is something I've never heard. I mean, right. if this is true, if any of this is true, Rich, it talks about it's the integrity of the game. I mean, what are we watching, WWE? I mean, like all of a sudden, you know, you don't know which team is trying to win and which one is trying to lose. And then you have financial ones. I've never heard of something like this and apparently if it's been going on they got a bigger problem than not hiring enough uh coaches in this league you know that aren't white and and, and giving minorities an opportunity an equal opportunity but that's that to me is <laughs> you know beyond something that they want to deal with right now but boy it's out there I, I guess i lied i have one last one for you uh rick stroud interpret for me in brady's farewell statement when he mentioned Bruce Arians and he mentioned driving Bruce Arians crazy, what, what, you want to interpret that one saying that he's not going to drive well, Arians crazy anymore? What, what's that? Well, about? I mean, I mean, they did get Antonio Brown in here, right? That was <laughs> that was that was pretty crazy, yeah. and, and I know Bruce didn't want any part of him. Look, uh, Tom was very demanding. Tom is very demanding. He got pretty much everything he asked for, but he asked for a lot, and. And, and so I think, you know, whether it's changing the offense, um, changing the personnel, you know, uh, I want this guy on the field. I don't want that guy on the field. I mean, that's just that's sort of who, who Tom was, and that's why he's, you know, the greatest winner of all time. But he's not an easy guy, especially in his late, you know, his late years when he had that, you know, he had that power. Um, and you know, I think Bruce had to do a lot of bending, and he did. And you know, I think he appreciated that, and I think he appreciated – um, you know, that the Glazers gave him what he needed. And, and um, it, it, was a, it was another way of doing things. And, you know, and Bruce was able to accommodate him. And I, I think that's what that was all about. I think it's just, you know, the patience and, and some of the personnel moves that they had to make that maybe Bruce wouldn't have made. 
especially with guys like Antonio that he was talking about. One last thing for you, Rick, as I let you go, or su- suggesting a story for you or somebody can look into this however you want to look at it. When Evans grabbed that ball out of the air in the playoffs <laughs> and that touchdown, the final touchdown pass of Brady's career over Jalen Ramsey, he took the football and he threw it in the stands. Do you know? Did you see that? I did, and I, I don't know if anybody got that one back. I know number 600 was worth a few things. Yeah. Um, Where is that football? Where is the ball? Where is that ball, Rick? That's the one I want to know about right now. I'm staring at it right now. <laughs> retirement, Rick. Rick Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to announce my retirement. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to drive Arians crazy anymore, all of that stuff, right? There's a statement. No, and they're not gonna, thankfully, they won't drive me crazy. I don't know, but I, I, you know, I'm waiting for that. For that text message that goes, have I got a story for you? That's right. You know? No doubt. No doubt. Rick, thanks for the time. We'll chat uh, as the uh, as the season moves along here. Thanks for the call, as always. Thanks, man. You, you bet. bet. That's Rick Stroud right here. That was funny. I'm looking at man, it if right Rick now. Has that ball, that would be amazing. Where is that football? It's about Rick Schefter imitation. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Rick good. Rick Caliendo. Good. <laughs> that was really good. Frank Stroud. That was good. That was good. Okay, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial your phone calls. Chris Brockman, if there's any news that's been popping in the last half hour, is going to prize us all of that. That's next right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the show, I ended yesterday's program um, by uh, recounting personally 
Tom Brady's career and what it's been like covering it on NFL Network, which came into being in November uh, of 2003. It was week 10 of the 2003 season. I don't know why we came on the air in the middle of a season, but we did. Um, so this is the 19th season of football that we've covered. We're 18 plus years old. And I just talked about how Brady's retirement, so many people looked at it through the lens of them marking time, right? You know, my my nephew Jack uh, was born weeks before the Super Bowl that Brady won beating the Rams. Wow. So, you know, we, we look at him yeah, and say, I mean, hey, man, you've only known knowledge. the Patriots in an era in which, you know, uh, is different from your dad's era of the Patriots. I mean, that's the way you look at things, Absolutely. right? And passage of time and... Usually that's what happens with a, a generationally incredible um, uh, uh, athlete. So in terms of NFL Network, we covered 86% of his playing career and 90% of his Super Bowls. Nine of his 10 Super Bowls is what we've covered. And that's what I talked about, about how we started and how we, where we are now. And it kind of hit me on the way home. I forgot one last fact, and I had it confirmed overnight. Tom Brady was the last player in the NFL, active player in the NFL, that played football before NFL Network existed. That's now over. What? We The NFL Network has now reached a point in time where anybody who plays football will have played starting after the, our existence. We now predate everybody <laughs> playing football for the first time ever with the retirement of Tom Brady. That blows my mind. The it's network crazy. forever, like that's how I've only known the network. Well, they they played before we came on the air, and you know we picked up their their careers and and covered it to their conclusion. So was big. So was Ben Roethlisberger the last guy from the '04 draft class, right? He, right. He was and, the last. One and last. Breeze was one as well who predated NFL Network, and he right. retired last year. Brady was the last one wow. in the NFL to be active and be drafted and play any football before the advent and creation of NFL Network. And now every single person in the NFL forevermore, clearly, the NFL Network now predates every player in the NFL. I thought it was funny. Never the, happened. That kind of blows my mind. The Falcons tweeted out uh, the updated active passing yards leader. Yeah, sure. Is Matt Ryan's number one now. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Now, I mean, it's just wild how Brady's – departure from the nfl it's just one after another after another each day something new comes up We're like wow yeah he's gone yeah. unbelievable back here on our program with our terrestrial radio friends joining us here on peacock as well as sirius xm callaway has engineered chrome soft always to be the best tour ball and when they did it they wanted to make sure it's not just making the best players better it makes everyone better people like me uh, and first-time major winners, men, women, repeat winners, majors, club champions, business golfers, hackers. I use the Chrome Soft, uh, regular Chrome Soft, and I could tell the difference between the Chrome Soft and any other golf ball. It's designed for the wide, widest arrange, array of golfers who want a better feel, more distance, incredible forgiveness. But better players, listen up. There's Chrome Soft X, excellent spin consistency and tour level, short game control. Chrome Soft XLS gives you a lower spin, 
on the golf ball on longer shots and plus there's a firmer feel still high spin around the greens and now every chrome soft is enhanced with precision technology which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one thousandth of an inch ensuring highest quality most consistent fastest golf balls possible when you add it all up it's so simple chrome soft is better for the best and then better for everyone find out which chrome soft is right for you at callawaygolf.com slash chrome soft to the phone lines we go, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Tom in Washington State, you're on the program. What's up, Tom? Good morning, Rich. Thanks for having me. Thanks for holding really on as long as you did. Call. Thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. Well, this is an important issue. I think this is bigger. Um, the NFL came out with a statement and immediately said, there's nothing here. We're going to defend it as hard as we can. Why? Not, hey, we're going to look into this. There is collusion. I'm not going to use the other C word. Too much of that in politics today. It's not just an individual owner doing what Ross is doing in Miami or what Haslam is doing in Cleveland. Hugh Jackson, one of the best coordinators, he could match up his offense against any defense, goes 1 and 30, 1 and 31. And then just gets sacrificial goat fired as a scapegoat? No. And then he's one and done. Where's he coaching now? Mm. I see your point, Tom, and I, I hear now? I hear how angry you are. You know, calling in right now, um, and I I appreciate your your concern. Um, and um, you know, I don't know. Um, the one thing I will say is this. Uh, and if I say it, it's a different thing. Stephen A. Smith said it before, is that you can separate the clubs from the NFL front office. Now, um, that, again, I say it, I'm an NFL employee trying to cape for the bosses. Stephen A. Smith is not caping for anybody, and he pointed out that Troy Vincent is in the front office, that there are many, it's a very diverse front office in the NFL at 345 Park Avenue, and I, I can tell you, just I've had conversations with Roger Goodell on this very subject matter. It's very important to him. He can't force the owners to do what what they're what they're not doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I I I don't know what the league can say other than the fact that they mention that they spend more time on this subject matter than almost anything else, if not everything else that was part of their statement. But to say that this thing is without merit within two hours of it coming out definitely smacks of, um, you know, incredulity, you know. And But that might just be a lawyer trying to say something off the bat because they know that there are battle stations now. I mean, they've been Rich, sued. Uh, listen, listen again to what Rick had to say. He said it without saying it in, in between the lines of what he said. And they have to put on that optic. At the league office, of course, of course they do. Of course, we're for all the minorities to be in the positions they're in. Mm-hmm. But where's where's Hugh Jackson now? Where's Marvin Lewis now? Marvin Lewis oh. tore down the culture of the Cincinnati Bengals and rebuilt that for somebody else. Well, to he take stayed it over. at the. I gotta now, say, two he, years later, they're, yeah, right. They're in the Super Bowl. I appreciate the call. Thank you for that and your passion for it. Call back. I don't know if Marvin Lewis is. I mean, he, he was there forever in a day, and he hung on on his job more than anybody thought that, you know, he deserved to in Cincinnati. You know, 
And we spoke to Brian Dayball yesterday before all this happened, and every one of us here in the room, if I'm not mistaken, was like, that's a heck of a coach right there. And a fit in New York City that might, mm-hmm. I, I think, play very well. Certainly when he's got to deal with media, and he seemed quite uh, prepared to do that. Yeah, I think we all like. You know, I, yeah. right? Am I am I wrong on that that front? Did you did you TJ not come away with that thinking that this is not a this is a good hire for the for the New York Giants? Or do yeah. you think that? I mean, I, I thought it was. I was more um, into his quote of Biggie, but yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> TJ, TJ was upset that he has to like the Giants coach. I know that's right. <laughs> it's hard not to like. Al in Atlanta, let's take your phone call. What's up, Al? Morning, Rich. What's going on? Uh, I received the mug. I, I have definitely been enjoying many cups of coffee Attaboy. in my Orange Bowl trophy. Okay. Sadly, uh, I've been forced to replace my creamer with Kahlua, thanks to you and Brockman. How's that? Bringing up that Super Bowl, which will not be named. Mm-hmm. But I have a quick tin hat conspiracy okay. and a question for TJ. Right. Now, do you think that Belichick, having lost twice to the Giants in the Super Bowl, really did mistakenly send the text to the wrong head coach? No, he sent it to the right head coach. He just, the text that he received when he initially got it from whoever sent it to him, making him believe or telling him flat out that day, that Brian Dayball was going to be the next coach of the Giants, he might have just read it and then thought it said Flores and then hit Flores up, which kind of makes sense why he said that he effed up reading. He misread the text, meaning the text that he received to give him that information. Not like I misread, you know, I, I you know, he put in the word Brian and Flores popped up first and he had started hit send on it that he thought it was Flores. I mean, could you imagine how mortified Belichick oh must have felt the yeah. minute that that hit and what, you know, I effed up, you know? Oh yeah, and and so I think that's what happened, and that's why I think Belichick now having that um, those texts put into this lawsuit, you know, now now if I'm Brian Flores' attorney, I'm like I want to know exactly who texted Bill Belichick, like who is the person that made Bill think that it's Dayball, um, and and him hitting up Flores the night before he's having his or a couple of nights before he's having his interview on Thursday. It's just awful, man. So extremely. So, I mean, so what's your, what's your question for TJ? Uh, it's a question about the club. Now, <laughs> as everybody knows, I am a huge Falcons fan. Mm-hmm. What is not known is I was born in Kansas city, Kansas. Okay. Now to get into the club, do I get to combine both of my Great question <laughs> Super Bowl appearances and wins? Or do I have to take the answer? Oh, I bet. I You better give the answer that I hope you're about to give Man, is all I'm saying. Can you combine? Well, you know, their thing with me is I, it's weird that I'd like more than one team, but I only like one football team. Okay, I only like one football team. I would say the Chiefs have, what, two Super Bowls? Yeah. I mean, you're in the club. I know, but the whole thing is like, again, well, but he's Atlanta. He's Atlanta, which means he's been to two. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been, right. to two, been to two, and he's won none. That makes him tier three. That makes him tier four. Tier. F- oh no, he's he, he, he's no, tier yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's tier in line. Three. He, he's, he's in waiting line. For, in he's line. waiting for like uh, Pantera Sarah or Allison Melnick. But if to he's allowed to, if he's allowed to put the Chiefs in the mix, then he's then he's then in he gets tier in, two. Yeah, he gets in the club. 
then he's in the club. You know, Rich, the thing about the list, right, is I'm fairly free with the list. If I like you, I'll let you circumvent the line. If it's I don't like, like you, any other club, like you anything know, else. That's what I'm know? saying. Though, wouldn't you somebody. be able to, I mean, if, if, if everyone somebody, else can decide who they want to, like, you know, hire and stuff, they're not going to decide who we like so the, the line. So the yeah. question is, though, TJ, is somebody who does like multiple teams in multiple sports, do you allow Al tier two status by allowing him to combine two football teams or the fact that you only do have one football team, that you would never, ever allow yourself to take a second football team under your large umbrella of teams you root for. Not that large. Would you, would you say then that you have to hold the line on football that he cannot combine these teams? It all depends on Al, right? You know, how, how deep is his fandom? Well, Al is, Al, if I could speak for Al, if I may speak for you here, Al. Oh, you may. Okay. You're, you're, Al is somebody who's not uh, a wallflower. Al will call up this program and make bets with us, clearly knowing that the stakes are much higher for True. us as opposed to Al in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and has worked it to get a free mug out of me. <laughs> a lovely mug. So, okay, that he then calls up here He's a and confirms fan. receipt of by calling it his Orange Bowl trophy. Okay? So he's not at all having an ounce of shame to him. So I think that's Al in front of you for this decision for you to let him in this club or not. Al, I'll even take oh, you know the average of the two. Let I'll me ask you something. What quarterback wore number 10 for the Atlanta Falcons in the oh. 70s and 80s? Oh. Oh. It's trivia. Who knew that that's Oh man. This is this is a tough one. I wasn't alive back then. Oh, okay. Oh, you weren't. Okay. Steve Barkowski. <laughs> Steve Barkowski. Uh, you know give what? Him, I, no, give, him, give him, give him, give him, give him uh, something from the, the time that you were alive and Dallas was winning. <laughs> Let me think. It was, it was a long time ago. So that would be uh, that would see. be that would be early nineties. It'll be early nineties. Uh, you know, you know. I was mean, a Cowboys fan because Dion went there. Let's I just know, let's just cut 90s. this. He's a loyal fan of the show. He's a friend. Oh, he calls in. Get it. Al, get in. Get in the club, Al. <laughs> You're in. He you. he just lifted the velvet rope. You're in. Well Come done. on. Thanks I for the call, Al. Graciously. Enjoy uh, enjoy uh, the Orange Bowl trophy. Rich, to our previous <laughs> callers, a uh, question and just point. Hugh Jackson is now the head coach at Grambling. Yes. And Marvin Lewis is with Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Very good. Uh, and uh, and um, I must give it up, T.J. Jefferson. You said Please that Stephen it. A. Smith would appreciate your 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 tiering of of which um, callers are allowed. Which fan to, bases. I will. You will. Take you will my allow, time. Yeah, you will take yeah. your time to address and others that you will tell to beat I it. Knew it. Rich, that he did, it. he did appreciate it. He did, of course. Like I, think, I, said, I think he appreciated the audacity of well, it. Well, there was it is but audacious, the, if the, that's a word. Yes, but it then is. he landed on the fact that you're a cowboy fan pulling this one off, and he lumped you in with the and, rest. And that's fine. You know, I needed him to remove the cowboys out of it and just look at it from yeah. a, a you know a business point of view. Stephen A. Like I said, my man pulls up in Bentleys and Lambos. You know, he he's not waiting in line. You know, like Remy Ma says, so we don't pay admission, and the bouncers don't check us, and we. Walk around the metal detectors. You know, Stephen A's about that life, so I knew that he would appreciate you know what I need? a velvet rope system. Oh, here's, what I need from, here's what I need from our a drop. Because he it, it, when he addressed the Cowboys fan... He said, I like that, brother. His world-famous giggle came out. And I just... <laughs> that's what gets me. His, 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 little, his, his, his little giggle. 
when he had when he refers to the Cowboys. It just comes out. <laughs> he just laughs. Well, he he kicked it off with I that like that brother. So great. And I like that brother. And you know, as Brockman knows, I I take the Cowboy thing seriously. I'm like, why is he always talking trash? But now you know, I I see him. I know what his game is. I know he's closet. He's a Cowboys fan, so you know. Well, he's whatever. a Cowboys fan because it's good for business. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's take a break here. Finish <laughs> very, up the hey, phone lines. Very I'm gonna, good for business. I'm going to ask a question of you, Brockman, out of the newswire that I need an answer from, and okay. I think I know what the answer is still. But um, that's next, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, involving the coaching front and whether I still have one. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, if it's a Wednesday, if it's a Wednesday, that means it's time for the Thunderstruck Moment of the Week brought to you by Carnival Cruise Line. Choose fun right here on the Rich Eisen Show and in Kansas City, Evan McPherson. We've been following him all postseason long. Sends the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Tyler Shelvin carried Joe Burrow off the field when they won a national championship, and he got to do it again here. But, of course, Joe's in a different tax bracket now. <laughs> jewels are they real i make too much money to have fake ones so you know these are real <laughs> oh man and then here in los angeles home of super bowl 56 the la rams what a huge celebration got underway when this pick of jimmy g ended the game essentially and sent stafford to the super bowl Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl again, and there is Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl. Nice moment with his wife, Kelly. That's your Thunderstruck Moment of the Week, brought to you by Carnival Cruise Line. Choose fun. Joe Burrow is all kinds of fun, isn't he? Yes. Pretty much everything about him, the way he dresses and the way he shows up for post-game press conferences, the way that he shows up to work, the way that he shows up in games and shows out. That guy is as fun as they come. And now Joe Burrow is in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is a Super Bowl quarterback. I mean. <laughs> so today in this segment is a perfect time for us to do what we promised we would do each day up until Super Bowl 
yeah. 56 is yeah. to say the same thing but with a different accent uh-huh. on one of the letters or one of the words or one of the syllables. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Oh, say it again. Yesterday it was the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Today it's the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals? That is correct. And, by the way, I found out from NFL Network Research, there are three instances of the guy wearing the same number in the same Super Bowl. Yeah, we came up with them yesterday. Staubach did it twice. Staubach twice. and uh, Yeah, with Bradshaw and Greasy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then this is number... uh, This is number three? Do we have another one, too? Yeah, there's... I wrote it down yesterday, but I don't know where I put it. Well, we're all buttoned up. Yeah. (laughs) We're all buttoned up. (laughs) Now, let me see here. I don't know. I, got... I don't think there was. No, there, there was definitely three. Yeah. I thought this was number three. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you this, had one, a, you had a this was number three. Yeah. yeah. Great segment, guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just had nine written down. That was that was dumbderstruck <laughs> moment of the week. Right there. Way to execute, guys. It's three hours. We talk about a lot. Back on the Rich Eisen Show on our radio. <laughs> this is the last segment. It went by fast. Yes, it did. Uh, so, um, I don't know how to hit this. And, you know, um, you just ask, uh, um, you know, uh, before we get to, to Harbaugh on it. OK, I don't I don't I don't know how to handle this. So I'm just going to just say the news. So you remember when Brian Kelly was dancing <laughs> with uh, the tight end recruit. Um, Danny Lewis, right? Uh-huh. And he's doing the the dance move like Travolta from um, Pulp Fiction, and he's like boogieing behind this prospect in LSU garb. And Danny Lewis put it on TikTok and everywhere. Eight million views of it. Wow. So many views. Well, today's National Signing Day, and Danny <laughs> Lewis announced he's going to go to Alabama instead. <laughs> No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David wins again. <laughs> so I told you a couple days ago David, that man. this was yummy rat poison, didn't I? You didn't mention that. I said this is the stuff and that somebody needed to go to Saban and that's what I wanted for Alabama's content on their Twitter or their social media. Somebody going up to Saban and either doing one or two things, showing him that dance video Mm -hmm. or saying, look how popular this is, coach. I think you should start doing this here and just his reaction. Well, I can only imagine if he had a sense that this kid was leaning in Alabama's direction when he saw that video, yummy rat poison that this kid who's dancing in LSU gear in front of the coach, Brian Kelly, and it goes viral, you know, it's the only thing missing from the coach was the overbite. (laughs) (laughs) And then signing day hits, and he chooses Alabama over LSU. Wow. That's what we call leaving a mark. That's what's called an update on a news story that we talked about earlier. News, right? Story. Well well done. Wow, man. (laughs) 
Now, does Alabama get Saban to dance behind him now as sort of like, hey, what's up? Oh, please, God. How, how yes. dumb does that coach feel? Brian Kelly? In that video. He don't care. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Of course not. He's down there and he's living his best life. This is the sort of stuff he couldn't do at Notre Dame. And plus, he's set up with him and his family. He's got $80 million bucks for his family. That's what he's uh, And by the way, I mean, it goes back you, to his warm embrace of his family. I know you guys like find that video ridiculous, but I'm telling you, that's going to endear him to someone. I'm sure. No, to exactly. Make them go there, exactly. You know, he's having without, fun. Without he, question. What do you think? He really thinks I'm a good dancer here? <laughs> you know? Uh-huh, I, I, like, yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah, hit send. Yeah, that's good. That's a good look. He's having fun. But the yeah. problem is, is that the kid then chose Alabama. Yeah, that's a little weird. Roll. <laughs> That's Roll tag. I guess they're not signed until they're signed. All right. Jim Harbaugh's still your coach, though, right now. Okay, so just, that's what I wanted to ask you. Just clearing up. What's Danny. the latest on Jim Harbaugh? What are they – that we're, he's somewhere right now in Minnesota interviewing? I mean, that's, that's yeah, the really, general uh, report that's that's that he's general interviewing report. with the Minnesota Vikings today, and it's National Signing Day. Yeah, and you can't sit – the number of Michigan Wolverine faithful – that are out there saying, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal on National Signing Day because, you know, most of these recruits have been hammered out from the period before, right? And, and um, you know, the class is already in line, but kids change their minds. Like, say, this kid who was dancing with Brian Kelly, and I guess you he's not dancing with the one who brung him, right? If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. The one you're very, with. very, <laughs> very, very sixties of you. Let your freak flag fly, Chris. I don't know, man. How can you possibly go back? I don't know. I saw a how can you funny, possibly a funny, go back? not funny tweet from someone that Harbaugh's holding out for two hundred thousand dollars per loss. Nice. You know, I, 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 I'm hearing like he wants like Gruden type money. That's, That's what he wants. Crazy. And I, who the, this is the wildest, wildest scenario of the entire coaching hiring season this year, you know, outside of one of the coaches suing the NFL for racial discrimination in the middle of it. But outside of all of that, Jim Harbaugh basically saying nothing, photos of him on the recruiting trail. Photos of him, you know, supporting other teams, right? I saw a picture of him uh, out there, you know, with some winter sports teams in Ann Arbor, saying nothing, confirming nothing, denying nothing, then taking a Zoom just because he's just, you know, a precaution to see what the Vikings are looking at or he might be interested in and just kicking the tires on it. And that's leverage for him to get more money out of Michigan. And they hired a guy who he got along with in his last two years in San Francisco. And he's now the GM there. So he likes the grocery shopper there. And and then it's just like, uh, this is just a, you know, maybe even give a his friend a, a leg up by showing off. That's another theory I heard, too, over the weekend, is he's trying to help his, his uh, a colleague and friend there, new, new general manager in Minnesota, that he could show right. the Wilfs. Like, I can get you an interview with Jim Harbaugh. Other guys can't, but I can do that. Oh, and that Jim's doing a solid 
But then the solid means what? That he's legitimately thinking that if everything works out, then it's possible you can lure me from college back into the pros. And then what? Now they're following up with an in-person meeting today on National Signing Day. And there's toothpaste all over the place. How do you put back in the tube after that? I'd, I'd be surprised if they let Jim out of the building and, and, and he's not the next coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And then I have no idea. Don't text me, friends. Don't tweet at me. I have no idea where Michigan would go. In February, I might add. Like spring, spring ball and practice right around the corner. It's National Signing Day. Yeah. Where's the coach? Uh, he's talking to the Wolf family to see if he wants to coach Kirk Cousins. Michigan Stater. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, part of me just sits here and says, I, I would love it for him to just say no, go back, have a press conference tomorrow, and say, I've got this skinny M on my hat again. And yeah, you know, I was just looking at stuff and I'm there. I'm, I'm now the new coach with a new contract. Like, and, I'm sorry, and I'm not going to And I'm not going, no, 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 sorry. Just, you know. Things in life, you know, we talk about journeys. Like, you could see him say, I talk to kids all the time about journeys and trying to see what's best for you and your family. And, you know, and in the same way that there's NIL and the transfer portal, I was just talking about it. You know, I don't know. I mean, whatever he wants to say, talk about the journey and, uh, you know, the uncommon maneuvers and you try and, you know, Make what's best out of your life. And I just wanted to look at it. And now I'm back and I'm not going anywhere. And and suddenly that that works for any family that's just said goodbye to Ryan Day in their household or is welcoming in James Franklin, Lincoln Riley, and Sabin and Dabo and everybody that we're trying to get on par with. And we finally did and surpassed a whole bunch of them. And can you tell that family I'm I'm just sticking around here and I'm not going anywhere. I would love it if that's possible because it just happened. What we were waiting for happened with Jim. It just happened. So I'd love to see it out, but I, I don't know how you can. I don't know how this works. Tune in tomorrow, right? Yeah, I can't I, think of this. It's going to have to happen, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Today, tomorrow, soon. Because if there's a bunch of kids that are telling coaches who they danced in viral videos with, I'm not coming, won't you think they could tell a coach who's just interviewed with the Minnesota <laughs> yeah, Vikings, yeah. I'm not coming? Bye, I'm going to Iowa or wherever. I'm not going to Iowa. I mean, please. Sorry. I mean, even Kittle understands. Michigan State. Just depends Michigan, that- Michigan beat Iowa is what I'm saying in the Big Ten Championship. Oh, it's tough to flex in this moment, I'll be honest with you. I spent all of December flexing. Right now in February. And, and, and early part of January as well. Now in February, I'm contorting myself. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, man, I pulled something. I pulled something yeah. back yeah. in December. My arm. Oh, my arm. I'm all, I'm I don't right think I can talk last, about this tomorrow. I'm all right now, but know. last week I was in rough shape. Rough shape. Whitney Cummings on tomorrow's show, everybody, hey. in studio. That'll be good times, good fun. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get Bruce Feldman on. I'll reach out to him if he's free. And then we'll get some reports down from Mobile, Alabama and what's the latest in the world of the NFL. We're back to wrap up the show in a moment on Peacock and Sirius XM.